The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Okay, Q&A, yeah. Okay, so I know we've talked about how the essence of Tzvi'ah, right, is that it's Hifal, right, that it's reflective on you, that yeah. you're going through this process, you gain certain insights on yourself and the way in which you're supposed to be aligning yourself with God's yeah. uh, desires as yeah. well. Right, and that through that, then you come out of the process changed, right, and that's really then merits you to have a different Ashkafa or all right. different things. So the question is, so within right the Amida, right? So you need to have Kavana on the first um paragraph, right? right? And if you don't have Kavana on the first paragraph, then everything is supposedly worthless, right? Right. But if you get like a very impactful insight after having no Kavana in the first Braha, yeah. How does that how one, how should that be possible if the if you're saying that this thing is not active? Yeah. Right. And if you're saying that it's just about the insights, right? And that thing is not active then the insights don't have it. <laughs> okay. How yeah. Does relationship work? Okay. So that's a good question. So I'm going to actually, uh, I'm going to sidestep the question to answer the question. Okay. Uh, which is to not answer about that particular thing, uh, but to answer uh, a bigger question, which will, uh, I think, answer what you're really asking. Uh, did you guys do the reclaim? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's the other thing also. I'm, I'm wary about, you know, I know there's the way that some people learn the reclaim. Uh, about like uh, Kavana being Ma'akev in the first bracha versus the, the requirement of Kavana in the entire Shemona Esrei. Uh, but since you, it's like freshly learned by you. Uh, freshly learned. Freshly, okay, yeah. No, but I, it's definitely more fresh than my my learning of it. And, and uh, yeah. I don't know what that really is. It's the first requirement, right? Yeah, 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 yeah I think so, yeah. Um, Rabbi Zimmer said multiple times during that Rechaim, like yeah. before we even started. Everyone thinks, like, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, everybody thinks that they remember it, and then they, they learn it again, they're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so that's, that's another reason I don't want to answer that question. So the, the version, tell me if this is adequate for a uh, standard for your question, is you, know, you got, uh, you did a tefillah, and you had so much kavana, and then you realized that, oh, it was Rosh Kodesh, and I forgot to say Yali Viavo, right? So is my whole tefillah worthless, right? So is that... Yeah, I would say that's okay. Yeah, all right. Um, so, um, so the I, I think the answer to that lies in the fact, uh, and I, I I don't know if this is two points or one point, but you have to remember what Fila de Orisa is, according to the Rambam, which we will review. Um, not from Nicholas Godalos, from Sefer Ahava Hilchos Tfila of Birkas Konim. First halacha. Um, so, um, uh, so he will mitzvah uh, say he's followed the yom. So mitzvah say to uh, to self reflect uh, every day. Shemaraz it says avadam es Hashem elkechem. You should serve Hashem your God. Mipiushmul amru avoda zohi tefila. From the Torah Pet, they said that this avoda is tefila. Nemar ul ovdo b'chol lavavchem. You should serve him with all your heart. Amru chachamim. The sages said. What is avodah shabalev? Zot tefillah. That is tefillah. The minyan tefillahs minatora. Velo mishnah tefillahs os minatora. The in tefillahs man kavua minatora. The number of tefillahs per day is not from the Torah. The texts 
Mishnah here means text, literally teaching, uh, or I think I think it means in the sense of teaching. Of tefillah is not from the Torah. In the tefillah is not from the Torah, and there's no set time for tefillah from the Torah. That's why women and servants are chayav in tefillah. Because it's not a time bound mitzvah. Rather, the obligation of this mitzvah is such: that a person should um, self-reflect and supplicate every day and recount the praises of God. Uh, and he should ask for the needs that he needs with requesting a supplication. And then uh, he should give praise and thanks to Hashem on the good that he that God bestowed to him, each one according to his capacity. Then the Raman goes on and describes uh, and talks about why they made an institution of tefillah of several times per day and the new sock and such because of the languages and everything. So this is my understanding. And I don't know. I'll give you two uh, two options here. Um, I think when you daven a, uh, a Shemona Esrei that has a halakhic requirement, whether it's Having kavana of parish amilos in the first, you know, first bracha, or whether it's saying yalev yavo or mashi peruach midegeshem or atal, like that whole thing, and uh, and it's ma'akev and you're not yote. I think one, it's reasonable to say on a deoraisa level you did do tefillah, okay? Because that essentially that's what tefillah is, okay? However, midirabanan you're not yote, okay? And the rabbanan have the right to uh, to uh, come up with specific forms of how you do the Doraisa and Midurban and you're obligated to do it again. Okay. I think it'd be a big stretch to say that you're not Yote Doraisa because you did Shavak Bakasha and Hoda. All right. And all of the benefits of Tfila, uh, you know, that we do that you were just talking about, like the self-reflection stuff, is still coming uh, they're still coming about. Okay. Um and the other possibility, okay, the other possibility is we know that there are certain areas where the Rabbanan give a form to the mitzvah deraisa. Okay, like that there is a certain derisa and then the Rabbanan limit it. Um, and you can, you're no longer free to fulfill the derisa in those, uh, the, the forms that are outside of that. Uh, I don't know enough about that. So you have to say, like, you know, let's say, like, the classic example is like Malach Ankhol Amoid, you know, like, um, uh, and I don't even know if that's a good example of this, but like, you know, that there's a Shita that, like, that, the, 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 you know, whatever, the Rabbanan uh, were given the total rights to like formulate that. This also gets into issues of, of, of what Torshwal Pet is and do the Rabbanan have the authority to like change the forms of the Doraisa? I don't know whether the whole thing is, but like um, you could also say that, uh, that you know, that, that maybe you're not halakhically yote, but it's, it's a big stretch to say that you did not do an act of a votership alayv, you know? Um, so whether you're like <laughs> halakhically yote the Doraisa or whether you're just like philosophically, like in terms of acts of perfection, I think you are. You know, you, you, you did get that act of perfection, or maybe you're even Yosef the Doraisa. Uh, another angle, which is the same similar answer, is on the one hand, uh, this is, um, uh, tefillah is a, an act of, uh, an activity of perfection. On the other hand, it's avoda. And one of the things about avoda is avoda has to have specific forms. For example, when um, Nadav and Avihu brought the Eish Zara, Asher Lotiva Osam, you know, that God didn't command them, there's a machlokus about like, you know, what their intent was or whatever. Some Mepharshim really hold that like the action, the, the as an avoda, sorry, as a, 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 a like whatever perfection and reasons they had, it was valid, but since it wasn't sanctioned, 
you know, the key element is lotiva osam. And we don't have the right to engage in avoda without a matir. And the matir is the halakhic system. So like, like you gained a lot of perfection from the thing, but if you don't, like, let's, here's a good example. I, if I say a bracha lavatala, right? And I have great kavana and I like, it really like gives me like insight and stuff. I am being perfected by the act, but I didn't have a matir to engage in Shabbat Hashem. And you need a matir to engage in Shabbat Hashem because the act of Shabbat is an act of blasphemy unless you have, you know, all those ideas. So like, it doesn't have to be one or the other. And I think that that's like, uh, to me, that's the, the best way to view this is I had a really good uh, uh, tefillah in, ter- in the sense that I got really key insights, but I didn't meet these halakha criteria. So I am not, <laughs> at best, I am not fulfilling the Durbanan. At worst, I'm like engaging in an unsanctioned act of tefillah and there's imperfections from acting, from engaging in unsanctioned tefillah, you know? And that would be a problem in- yeah. Reflect on that and, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, like, um, not all perfection comes from feeling either. I mean, you can right. consider have good ideas like at three o'clock in the afternoon if it's different. Even if you're not having right. Time. So just because you had a good idea in this uh, improperly, you know, this not halachic tefillah doesn't mean that it, that that like it, it must have been tefillah. Yeah, and I'll give you I'll give you a riot to that also is in the Sefer Hamitzvos um, when he goes uh, into I don't know I it never. It bothers me why he doesn't bring this down in the Mishnah Torah um, explicitly. Uh-oh. Is this my computer being slow? The internet being slow? It looks like the internet is a little slow. Well, I'll just say it, um, which is uh, he, in the, in Savior of Mitzvah's Mitzvah number five, when he goes into Avodah Shabalev, he says, Ulaavdo Zotfila, the Amru Ulaavdo Zotamud. So Talmud Torah is also Avodah Shabalev. Okay, which is which is interesting that if you, you know, if you engage in self-reflection, you know, in 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 a, in a Torah framework, and it's not tefillah, like it is a form of Talmud Torah, also, like you are engaging in a certain like pers- pursuit of knowledge of self-knowledge, you know, so like you're also so it is like a Buddhist play through a different channel, you know, yeah. Okay, good question. Yeah, Isaac. Yeah. Um. So I was listening to Ram, the Ram Bikish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so Ram Bikish show from last year. Yeah. Um, and you're talk, talking about um, the getting the Kesar Shal Torah. Yeah. Um, that was the best one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so um, one, of the, one of the things that Ram talks about is um, is talking about Tokal. Yeah. Which he said was, you know, if, um, you know, if necessary, you'd be, you know, willing to, to like, you know, eat just bread and salt, and, um, and you know, and the like, practice in the kinds, um, you know, they're not just like, um, I don't know, maybe you could you could express this better than than I am. But my question is, it's it, this seems like you know, like like. The type of thing that maybe only for in this situation you could actually know if you have that, if if you are on that level or not. So I was wondering if there's any way a person could you know see if they're not on that level, like but, you know without having to actually be destitute. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if they're not on a level to work on it. Okay, so let me make sure I get your question. So you're saying that in the Rambam in Hilfus Talmud Torah chapter three. Uh, he's taught, he talks about how to get the Kesar Shal Torah, which is the highest level of Torah, the Torah achievement award. Now it's not an award, otherwise it's not Lishma. Um, but, uh, he says, 
um, that uh, Ram says, someone who takes it upon himself or sets his heart on to fulfilling this mitzvah uh, properly um, as is proper, befitting for it, and he wants to be crowned with the, with the crown of Torah. He shouldn't distract his mind with other things. You should not uh, try uh, set his goal to acquire Torah with wealth and kavod together. Such is the way of Torah. Uh, bread with salt you shall eat, uh, unless you're on keto and eat bread with uh, salt with wraps. <laughs> Sleep on the floor. And live a life of of, uh, of suffering. And you should uh, toil in Torah. Uh, uh, the work is not upon you to complete, nor are you free to abstain. If you have accumulated Torah, you've accumulated reward, and the reward is in proportion to the suffering. So you're, so we read, we learned it last year. It's not that you dafka have to sleep on the floor and eat uh, bread with salt. It means that you must be willing to to uh, to learn Torah even under such conditions. Like if a person says, "Oh, I uh, you know I, I can't learn today because like I uh, I didn't get to eat what I wanted, or like I had a bad sleep, or whatever, you know, and therefore I'm not going to learn." <laughs> he might fulfill the mitzvah, but he's not going to get the keser shel Torah. Like you have to be willing to do this. So your question is is uh, seemingly the person never knows how they're going to react in adverse circumstances until they're actually there, right? So is there a way that you can work on this? Um, thing uh, with uh, uh, when you're not in those circumstances, like work on this avenue of getting the Kesar Torah. Yeah. So I would say that in the same way that um, you can, okay, <laughs> you can definitely artificially put yourself in situations where uh, you um, are experiencing um, obstacles to your Torah of this nature in order to gain self-knowledge and then be able to test yourself, uh, you know, uh, in this manner. Uh, the only <laughs> downside is it has that tinge of uh, that since you're doing it voluntarily, it doesn't have the same crushing weight of like, I'm a victim and I'm in, uh, I, I'm forced to be in these circumstances, you know, but like, let's like, uh, you know, <laughs> Uh, as an example, like I, I associate this with the old YBT building, you know, then the old YBT building, it uh, was uh, a blessed memory. It was not a nice place to live. It was, uh, it was a very, uh, you know, uh, not nice place to live, you know, and like, I was raised in uh, thinking that I needed to depend on a certain level of like physical comfort in order to, you know, have Yishuv Adas. And um being thrust into that environment. And I knew that it was going to be like that. I didn't know experientially, but I knew intellectually, you know, as Rabbi Fox said, when I was considering going to YBD, it's not the Taj Mahal, you know, <laughs> um, uh, that, uh, uh, that like, I knew it was going to be a, a step down in that way. And, um, and I, uh, you know, so I put myself in that situation and then found out that like, I, I, uh, I didn't need that, you know? So like, you can simulate these things, but can you actually know? I don't think you can actually know unless you're in those situations, you know? Yeah. So it's like an in-between answer. Like you, you can simulate it and gain self-knowledge and do experiments and all that other stuff. Um, and you can also frame stuff as experiments, you know, like, like let's say hypothetically, totally hypothetically, let's say you suffer from insomnia, you know, and, uh, and like, but what you do is you say, I'm not making excuses. I'm going to come and I'm going to teach every day, you know, and I'm not going to interrupt my, my, my Tomatora schedule at all. I'm not going to make excuses. 
then, you know, then uh, like it, it puts you to the test and, and makes you see like, can I like, can I do it? You know? So like, that's not me putting myself in the situation. It is taking something that might not be framed in the framework of this halakha and then putting it in the framework of this halakha to realize that I'm cultivating my Darko Shotora, my Kesar Shotora pursuit, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's all I got. Yeah. yeah. I want to toss another factor into the mix. Sure. Um, what we're, we've been saying in Ram Makias about Demakthor or Yatsar, like, mm-hmm. and like having psychological needs yeah. based on the state, like, standards that you're used to. Yeah. Um, like, how does that, like, if a person develops psychological needs based on the standards that they're used to, yeah. should a person yeah so so that's the thing also is like a, a common common error among tummy is uh they they uh okay well, there's two common errors one is giving into your psyche the other is neglecting your psyche you know uh like uh you know like there are people who will try to wean themselves off of things that they actually psychologically do need and then that will make them uh uh suffer in their learning right like i don't actually need you know, uh, six or seven hours of sleep, I can function on five, you know, uh, and they convince themselves of that and then ends up harming their learning, you know, or weaning themselves off of lowlish maz, right? Where like, you know, you sense that you are like wanting to be like the top guy in sheer. And then you tell yourself, oh, that's an emotion. Like I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't try to do that. And then you like, don't participate in sheer. And then that ends up harming your learning, you know? So <clears throat> there is a, um, or it's just a quantitative thing. Like you push yourself too far, you know, like maybe you can give up on some of these comforts, uh, uh, but then you push yourself too far and then that ends up harming you. So again, it, it, it's balancing act. You know, also sometimes it's a, an imperfection masquerading as perfection. Like like the Ramam says in Hilos Deus uh, chapter three, uh, when he says that, when he talks about like people who are ascetic, right? Um, so I'm going to distance myself from all pleasures and, and kavod, you know, and he tells himself, I'm doing this for the dar- for the Kesar Shatora. You know, I even heard of an extreme case. Uh, I saw this in the news a couple of years ago that there was a kid in yeshiva who like was engaging in all these like ascetic practices. Um, and he died of an eating disorder. You know, like it was really an eating disorder. Um, like it was anorexia uh, masquerading as Paspa Melech Tohal, you know, and, and he was sleep depriving himself and like, and then he, you know, it, it developed, that led to like depression. And then that led to a bunch of other stuff. And then he ended up dying, you know, um, I don't know, like under what particular circumstances, but so you gotta be careful with these things also. Yeah. Look, <laughs> what I think this is my advice is, you know, very few people I have met in my life um, in, in like, like yeshiva guys really are like, um, I know the Ram says that the Kesar store is like waiting for everyone, you know, and anyone can get it. I think there are many people who would benefit from just trying to get Torah before you try the Kesar Torah, you know, like, like in my days, like I think of the people like, like the Yaakov Trachman's of the world, you know, like that's a guy who, who can get the Kesar Torah, you know, like he just is, does not have the same psychological needs as other people do. He doesn't have the same, like, you know, it, 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 like, like for, for that person, like, okay, go for it, you know, but for, for most of us, you know, due to our upbringing, due to the Gullahs, to whatever, just focus, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Just try to get Torah. Okay. And, and like, and, and if you get Torah, you're increasing the odds for getting the crown. Okay. But like, don't worry about it. Not everyone can be king, you know? Yeah. Also getting Torah helps you along the path of like, you know, 
like figuring out what, what the pitfalls would be if you try cryptozoos. Yes, that's also true. Right. Yeah. Makes you better at at assessing the the path of the Kesar Shatora. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Another question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We'll, we'll put the question for posterity, right? Uh, oh, actually, you know, this is actually an interesting, uh, an interesting thing. Okay, so do you mind if I say the case? Sure. Okay, so the case was a bird hit the window. <laughs> okay, uh, at one twenty-five, oh, uh, one twenty-five p.m. ish, maybe one twenty, right? Yeah. And, uh, uh, we, and I have a bequeaths, uh mini shear from one thirty to one forty-five, and Chaim starts his head in and says, a "Bird hit the window," uh, and I, I'm going to go ten to it, so I might, I might miss here. Right. Um, and uh, and so I said, OK, thanks for letting me know. But inside I was wondering, like, you know, do you skip shear to attend to a bird that is injured? OK, so I posed this question on uh, one of the Facebook forums that I'm in and it caused tremendous debate. And uh, and the way I framed the question was um, I, I gave the case and I said, are there any. Uh, halachic or non-halachic sources that would inform the decision about whether my student should have gone to this shear and then attended to the animal uh, or or gone to animal and then attended to the shear, you know? So it raised many questions of, you know, when, you know, there's principles of prioritizing mitzvahs in general, right? Of like, uh, you know, if it's a you know, whatever mitzvah comes into your hand, like that is the first thing that you should do. But then there's also Talmud Torah, uh, you know, Kulam, and like you don't interrupt Talmud Torah for this and then Bitzel Torah. And then is Tzar Lebalichayim even a mitzvah or is it just a value? You know, and then there are people who are like accusing me of like warping the whole halakhic system by by even asking if this should be a halakhic question, you know. And then then I brought in the Avram ben Arambam uh, uh, paradigm of the Derech Ha'am and the Derech Ha'yachid, Derech Am being halacha and the Derech Hayachid being um, going beyond halacha to live in line with Torah values. And even if halacha doesn't demand something, then there are still ways to utilize Torah values to make these decisions, even if there's no, it's not within the purview of halacha. And then I had people accusing me of completely misunderstanding Avram ben Rama and projecting my own ideas. You know, it was a very, very lively, uh, lively debate. Uh, and then people quoting Chuvos of uh, the Chashuke Chemed, who I'd never heard of before, who uh, was asked about one of his Talmudim would on his way to the base midrash would stop to feed the stray cats. And then like, was that right? You know? And then I was thinking Ashray and like, you know, Rahmav uh, al and like Yehuda Hanasi telling uh, his wife to not sweep up the little, uh, uh, weasels. weasels. Right. Um, you know, all the best of God has used weasels. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so like, it was a very good question, but I think what I realized in the, uh, when oh, I, had, I had people claiming, this is why I'm not Orthodox, you know, like, uh, you know, like, I was like, you know, like, uh, like to, to even ask such a question of, should you like leave a, a pained animal, like in order to, uh, like, like, uh, to learn Torah, like, like that's a cruel question. And this is what's wrong with all of Orthodoxy. You know, it was a whole big hubbub, you know? Um, but that itself, like, yeah, no, that itself made me realize it was one of those like great moments in in keeping Torah that there is nothing that is not uh, that Torah has nothing that, that the Torah is silent on. There's no case in life that the Torah is silent on, whether it's halacha or agada or a debate about halacha or agada. Like you know, it is uh, it, 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 it you know everything draws in the entire system you know to like say what is the system going to say about this. So I thought it was a great like natural question that came up. 
you know? Yeah. In my defense. Yes. <laughs> I'm also working on specific meetups right now too. Yeah. So like specifically the meetup, I was talking about with Zimmer about this yeah. uh, Sunday night, specifically the meetup of like being able to, um, like ba- uh, basically like, uh, um, Tom and Gunnell, uh, Tom uh, yeah right i'm working on my sim and like, uh-huh, right really like as well yeah and like that kind of thing. yeah that's good um and like rabbi zimmer was saying that because like let's say for example like, my sister wants to go out for dinner or something yeah like that, and i really don't want to go yeah I work, right? yeah I want to share, right? yeah like, wednesday night my yeah wanted me to go. yeah and i think it was last wednesday and okay, I was just saying, because you didn't miss anything this Wednesday. Yeah. I didn't miss anything last Wednesday either, because <laughs> it ended up not, not working out. Well, it was just oh. wanted to go. No, I was saying, because I, I didn't give the idea oh. this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, I really don't want to do this. Like, yeah. But then I thought back to what I've been talking about with, 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 with Robert Zimmer a couple of times, where he said, the one thing he told me that was like really good advice at the end of the year last year yeah. was, was don't, uh, if, if you want to, oh, is that the worst thing you can do for the truth is be a jerk because of it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if, yeah. if, if I just like say to myself and say to other people, like, I'd love to join you for dinner, but yeah. I, I want to learn, yeah. I want to learn more, right? You know? And even if I try to, like, you know, show them that I care, um, it ends up coming across as like, I just don't care about them, which right. ends up basically distorting, it seems to distort, it, 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 it distorts like my view of like the whole system. Yes. Yeah. But also distorts their view right. of me as a halakhic person right. and the system. Yeah, that's that is the halakhic kiddush shame, right? Is yeah. that uh, that even if you're doing things that are mutter, if it's going to cause people to uh, to uh, you know grumble or have a bad impression of Torah, then uh, then kiddush shame uh, dictates that you um, you know that you uh, that you you know you take that into account, uh, and that is all according to your esteem as a chacham in the eyes of whoever you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. So, so So, like that was like, that was part of my way. And also I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you know, uh, it, in truth, uh, you know, we don't have an answer yet, uh, but you'll tell me if you ask, uh, uh, but, uh, yeah. So it's a good question though. Okay. Stop for today. Yeah. 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 Thanks for coming. Um, I was going to if you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewos at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.